Eagles fans, you guys were the benefactors, benefitters, I should say, of a 34-28 victory by your team on Thursday Night Football. Boy, the Eagles are getting into a little bit of a groove here, but I still think that you need to be a little bit worried because Jalen Hurts didn't have that game. He really didn't need to have it, but you'd like to see a little bit more from him, a former MVP candidate, and through this season... Hasn't really been much of an inspiration yet. Uh, His quarterback rating is 41.2. He has 363 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Not not a great, you know, stat line heading into this season. If you were to tell me that that was going to be his stat line, I would have probably told you that I thought you were crazy. But the Eagles did get this victory. The Minnesota Vikings fell to 0-2. Here's the interesting thing, the narrative of this that is going to kind of be overshadowed a little bit, but it might might continue to, to be brought up by some. I've seen it a little bit here on Bleacher Report, ESPN, and some other places, but Kirk Cousins right now is on pace for an MVP season and a winless record, uh, which is insane to think about. I don't, I don't know if we've seen that before. Off the top of my head, I can't think of an example where you have uh, somebody who has um, – <laughs> lost every game but somehow won MVP. But Kirk Cousins right now, this is a stat line. He has 708 yards, six touchdowns, one pick. That's through two games. Now these numbers will taper off and they will get back to where they need to be and all, the, all of that will course correct because right now uh, I think it was Christian McCaffrey is on pace to have 2,700 yards rushing and a few other things. Let me see if I, I – oh, yeah, here we go. I saved this. 2023 season – uh, on pace stats. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa right now, before tomorrow's games, or today's games, I should say, uh, he's on pace to throw almost 8,000 yards passing. Christian McCaffrey's on pace for 2,500 yards rushing. Tyreek Hill's on pace for 3,600 yards receiving. Jordan Whitehead is on pace for 51 interceptions, and Bobby Wagner's on pace for 323 tackles. That one might actually happen. The Seahawks' defense doesn't look as great as it, it should, but none of those numbers are really going to be be a thing. They're not going to happen. Uh, but it's interesting to kind of look at the on-pace stats. But Kirk Cousins is on pace for an MVP season and a winless record. That's kind of crazy. Justin Jefferson looks like a man possessed this season. I think he could break some records this season, especially if Kirk stays healthy. They have a pretty decent schedule going forward, and I think it would be interesting to kind of see how that all plays out. Now, let me give you some things before we predict the games. I'm running a little bit behind today because I had some things going on I needed to attend to yesterday. Could not get a podcast recorded. Uh, but let me let me get this here where I have it working. Um, there's a couple of things that you need to know as far as injuries are concerned. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is evidently targeting a playoff comeback, which... Outside of the obvious, that's expecting a lot from a team that against a a pretty struggling Buffalo team struggled to even win in overtime. I I think that's a lot expecting this, but at any any rate, um, Austin Eckler is not expected to suit up. Amari Cooper's uh, in doubt, as well as DeAndre Hopkins is not expected to play. Aaron Jones is not expected to play today for the Green Bay Packers. Those are some of the big names that I know uh, these names, of course, will change and, and be uh, updated and, and modified depending on how things go. Some of these guys might be able to trend upward to play, like Michael Onwenwu, uh, who is a guard for the Patriots. He is trending upward, according to Jeremy Fowler, 
but not known for sure. I did I did read reports that Jerry Judy is expected to play, uh, but Eckler will be out with an ankle injury, so Josh Kelly's season has started. This also could be a chance for Isaiah Spiller to kind of get out and make some make some noise. Uh, Chargers are going to be in a game that could become a low-scoring affair, uh, might become a, a little bit more high-scoring if the Chargers decide to air it out more, but Eckler is a big, big part of their offense, and so for them to not have him, uh, that that's going to be a blow that I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out. Now, let's get to the predictions. Last week I went 9-7. and seven. So far this week I'm 1-0. and oh. I need to make that momentum carry forward. Uh, this time last week I was 0-1. Oh Wasn't a great place to start, but here we go. 1-0. and oh. We're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Kansas City, an embarrassing Thursday night football loss. And everybody keeps getting all upset when we say, as analysts and as other people, well, they didn't have two of their key players. Guys, they didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. What we learned from that game was that the Detroit Lions are for real. But even with the Detroit Lions being as great as we thought they could be, they struggled to make some plays too, and they have some things to correct. And they only won by a point. You add a healthy Kelsey back. They do get Chris Jones signed. You've got all of these things going on now. If you have the opportunity to make some noise, I don't see the Jaguars beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't I don't see a scenario, though I could be wrong, where Patrick Mahomes falls to 0-2. The dude is practically unbeaten in the first few months of the season, especially the later months of the season. He's practically unbeaten. Uh, he's just too good. Andy Reid's too good of a coach. They're getting their weapons back. Even if Chris Jones is kind of on a pitch count, uh, Felix Anyaduke Uzama played well. George Karloftis played well. And I think what we saw from the Colts game against the Jaguars last week was we saw a team that doesn't necessarily have their offensive line worked out yet. Uh, the Jaguars are kind of struggling to replace Jawan James um, or Jaw- James T- Jawan Taylor. I-, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but the guy that is now playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he will have a chance to get a revenge game. Hopefully he won't be as offside as he was uh, so many times against the Lions because I have a feeling they're going to call that. I have the Chiefs over the Jaguars. Raiders and Bills. Raiders and Bills. Look, I, I'm i not a believer in Las Vegas just yet. Now, if they beat the Bills, I think there's an argument to be made that the you know the Raiders are for real. I expect Josh Allen to have an incredible game against this team and win a very easy home opener. Bills over the Bills over the Raiders. I'm not doing any scoring predictions anymore. Uh, it, it just seems weird. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to get those right. Uh, I don't even want to try. I'd rather get it right about who I think is going to win versus what score I think it's going to be. Raiders losing to the Bills. Bengals and Ravens. This is in Cincinnati. And I don't expect the the Bengals to go to 0-2. I think the Bengals will beat the Baltimore Ravens. Though the Ravens have played the Bengals very well over the last few years and have been kind of a kryptonite for Joe Burrow, it's a tough AFC North matchup, but I think Joe Burrow is going to come out and he's going to have a good game. I could see Jamar Chase and T. Higgins having pretty decent games, and we might see a situation where the, the Ravens suffer a pretty bad loss. Bengals over the Ravens. Titans and Chargers. Remember, again, Austin Eckler will not be in this game. Both teams are trying to look uh, you know, ahead of not going 0-2, but one team will come out of this without a win unless they tie. I have the Chargers beating the Titans. I am not a believer 
and Ryan Tannehill, I'm not a believer. I I don't know what they're doing. I'm not sure. It worries me, and I just I don't trust it. And so I have the Chargers beating the Titans. Packers and Falcons. This could be a very good game, but I lean more towards Green Bay. Jordan Love looked incredible against a better defense than I think Atlanta's going to put on the field. Now, I could be wrong, but Aaron Jones being out might not be much of missing a beat because they are supposed to get Christian Watson back. Romeo Dobbs had a very good game last week catching two touchdowns, but Christian Watson is the guy. I expect the Packers to beat the Falcons. Packers over the Falcons. Seahawks and Lions. Seahawks fans, I'm sorry. Your team may not be good this year. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's just that the Rams are better than we expect, but a lot of people were saying the Rams are going to be bad this year, like bad, bad, and they thumped you. So what does that have to make me think? If the Rams are supposed to be this really bad team and they come out and beat you by 17 points, what am I supposed to look at? What am I supposed to think about you as a team? I have the Lions beating the Seahawks, starting off 2-0 and for the Lions, 0-2 for the Seahawks. Sorry. Now we move on to the Colts and Texans. This is an interesting game. Anthony Richardson was banged up after last week, didn't look like he would play this week at the beginning, but is now looking like he has trended back towards being able to play. I think the Colts win their first game of this season. I think they avoid the 0-2 start, but they give it to the Texans. I like what C.J. Stroud showed against the Ravens. That's a good passing defense. It's a good defense in general, a very complex defense for a rookie to have to face his first Sunday in the NFL. He was 28-44 for 242 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he also didn't throw an interception. He didn't have any help in the running game. Damian Pierce had 11 carries for 38 yards, but I think you're going to see a scenario where Anthony Richardson is going to show out again, and I have a feeling that they're going to win this game. Colts over the Texans. Bears and Buccaneers, call me crazy, but I I might like the Buccaneers team now. Watching them go in to Minnesota and beat the Minnesota Vikings in a close defensive struggle where Baker Mayfield basically made no major mistakes. He threw two touchdowns, 21-34 for 173 yards. Their running game wasn't really much to speak of, but I think that can be course corrected. Their defense looks like it hasn't missed a beat. I am going to say that the Buccaneers are going to beat the Bears. Giants and Cardinals. I I shouldn't really have to make this prediction, but if you haven't picked up by now that it looks like the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb or tanking for Drake May or tanking for Shadur Sanders or tanking for Spencer Rattler or tanking for insert random quarterback that will come out of nowhere, then I, I think you're kidding yourself. I... I'm amazed that they cut Colt McCoy, who knew the system so well, and they bring in Josh Dobbs, who had to learn the system within a week and is the starter. I have the Giants getting back and beating the Cardinals. 49ers and the Rams. I think the miracle run, at least of being undefeated, stops here for the Rams. I do think the 49ers are a team that they know how to play the Rams well, and I watched the Rams all last week and I watched the 49ers, and I, I just don't think they're any different in the sense that, well, no, I'm sorry, let me, let, me, let me correct that. They're not the same team. Not the same team. 
because I've heard many people say that they thought the Steelers are better than what happened last Sunday, but we played a very good team in San Francisco. Whereas it could be that the um, the Rams did not play as good a team in Seattle. We'll see what happens. But I have the 49ers beating beating the Rams. Jets and Cowboys. This is Sunday night football. Is it, you know, supposed to be a – no, I'm sorry. It's not Sunday night football. It's supposed to be a really good game. <laughs> but uh, it, it was in the late window with CBS. I'm sorry. Got my wires crossed there. Um, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. If, if Zach Wilson comes out and beats the Cowboys or if he comes out and he keeps it close, especially after the way the Cowboys played against the Giants who were a playoff team last year – then I would feel better. Give me a chance, you know, give them a chance, I should say, that they would have an opportunity to maybe make the playoffs. But if they get, you know, shellacked like the Giants did, no. Um, I, I just, I would not be a believer in any way, shape, or form. Um, it would take a lot. I have the Cowboys beating the Jets. Broncos and Commanders. I think the Broncos will win this game. I, I think Sam Howell is still kind of getting his lumps as a starter, I think he is kind of growing, and I think when you're a growing young quarterback that you're trying to not make a ton of mistakes, you end up losing some games because you don't make some of the throws and decisions that you would have made otherwise because you're worried about making those throws, making those mistakes, and so you kind of hold back. And I think that will kind of clip them here. I have the Broncos beating the Commanders. Dolphins and Patriots. If Tua can stay healthy... The Dolphins look like a very legitimate threat. They've gotten better. And I have the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Patriots starting 0-2. Back-to-back losses at home, too. I don't know if that's ever happened uh, in the Bill Belichick era with Tom Brady or other uh, as far as, you know, maybe it has. I'd have to double-check. By the way, if you're interested in helping me with stats and things like this, I would love for you to reach out to me, goatversusgoat at gmail.com. We are a small operation right now of about six people, but all six of those people are hosting their own shows, and we would love to have some people to help us with social media and help us with other things. So if you're interested in interning, reach out to us. Let's see if we can make something happen. Dolphins over the Patriots. Now we move on to Monday Night Football. Two games this year on Monday Night Football, and I, I believe it's two games every week. Uh, yeah, there's two games in week three. There's only one in week four. Uh, is there two in week five? Okay, I think it's the first two weeks they're, they're trying something out here, and I'm, I'm going to just tell you I don't like it. Um, I, I could change my mind, but I don't like it. I don't like that I have to try to pick and choose which game I'm watching. And one of them starts an hour earlier than the other, which doesn't help in my opinion either because you're going to watch that game for an hour and then you're going to turn over to the other game. I, I don't know that it's going to work as well as they want. I think it would work better, and I don't think anybody would complain if you do what they used to do on the first week of the regular season have East Coast teams and teams that are on, you know, the, the two-hour delay. So Denver, Seattle, those types of teams that are on a, a different time zone than us, have them play another Monday night game. Try it out. Just see what works. But we have the Browns and the Steelers and the Saints and the Panthers. I have the Saints beating the Panthers. I think Derek Carr proved enough that he is able to to really kind of command this team Um I think Bryce Young is still going to be a young, struggling quarterback, and I don't know that they're going to be able to get anything done uh, offensively against the Saints' defense, so I have the Saints beating the Panthers. And then Cleveland right now is predicted 
59.6% to beat the Steelers. I'm ready to get my heart broken again, but I don't think that happens. Um, I I don't know whether it's because we were just foolish. I don't know if it, if it is truly just a quarterback uh, problem. It could be. Kenny may not be the guy, though I don't think that's the case. He, he's made too many good throws as a rookie not to be. Sometimes you have a bad day at the office. Sometimes no matter how much and how well you play the week before, how many game-winning drives you have, you just struggle to make that throw in that moment. You can be the best player ever and, and do the same thing. I've watched players that are better than Kenny make some of the errors that he made on Sunday. Good defense. You guys remember what the Buccaneers did to the Chiefs, right, in the Super Bowl? Yeah, they beat them 31-9. to So I'm just saying, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference, in my opinion, with a great defense playing against a team that is still trying to get their offense worked out. But I don't know that Cleveland is going to come into Pittsburgh and beat them on Monday Night Football. Uh, The Steelers historically have been very good on Monday night. Uh, There's some stats to back that up. I think I screenshotted this to save it because I knew I wanted to talk about it. Um, Let me see if I did. I guess I didn't. Hmm. Oh, well. But the Steelers, as far as historically is concerned, um, they're very good on Monday night. They, They don't really lose on Monday night football. It happens, but not a lot. But here's the pause, and here's the point of concern that I would like to make. I saw the following tweet on Thursday, and I did not believe it at first. I had to read it a few times, but here's, here's what it is. The Steelers' offense has now gone 36 straight games under offensive coordinator Matt Canada without gaining at least 400 yards of offense. There have been 269 instances since 2021 where an offense has gained at least 400 yards in a game. But again, zero by the Steelers during that span. That's bad, guys. Um, at the very least, at the very least, you're talking about two seasons working on our third. Working on our third. We've not gained 400 yards. I'm going to say this, and I want to. I want to just get the prediction out now. The Steelers don't like firing their coordinators for some weird reason, but they do end up firing them in that they don't renew their contracts. Uh, Randy Fickner or Fickner a few years ago, that was the same thing that happened to him. Uh, we just didn't renew his contract, and we signed Matt Canada to an extension. Guess whose contract's up at the end of the season? Matt Canada. And I guarantee you, my biggest, boldest take, he will not be the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. He just won't be. But I have the Steelers beating the Browns on Monday Night Football. Probably a little bit of a get-back game, a get-right game. I don't think they're going to try to put the game in Kenny's hands. I think they are going to try to be more balanced, run the ball, let Kenny make the throws if they're there. If they're not, just check down. Quickly again, Chiefs over the Jaguars, Bengals over the Ravens, Bills over the Raiders, Chargers over the Titans, Colts over the Texans, Dolphins over the Patriots, Steelers over the Browns, Cowboys over the Jets, 
Broncos over the Commanders. Eagles were over the Vikings. We already know that. Buccaneers over the Bears. Packers over the Falcons. Lions over the Seahawks. Niners over the Rams. Giants over the Cardinals. And Saints over the Panthers. Tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll be back to talk about the action from today and another preview looking ahead to Monday Night Football. Until then, take care.